Hello! Welcome to our talk about Dragon Quest. Hey, everybody. As it continues. <clears throat> so, we were at Dragon Quest Seven. We were. Yeah. I feel like I have a lot to say about Dragon Quest Well, I'm glad, yeah. Dragon Quest Seven: Fragments of the Forgotten Past. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of fragments. <laughs> when this game came out, it was the longest JRPG ever made. Oh, yeah, I, yes. Even if you were attempting to speedrun this game on the original PlayStation version, you're talking about at least 100 hours. And a 100-hour JRPG is still somewhat notable today. Now, it's not as uncommon. Sure. I mean, Persona 5, Dragon Quest XI were both in that realm. Right. But this was PS1. PS1. Uh, I played... I want to say I played about 50 hours of the original version, and then I beat the remake. They did a 3DS remake. So I am in a position to talk about the original versus oh, the remake. Oh, fancy. Uh, I don't know if you did this, if you played the remake. Uh, I have not played the remake, no. Mm -hmm. uh, the remake <laughs> makes it very much in the style of Dragon Quest Eight. Or even almost 11, just in terms of mechanics. Sure. It updates it a lot. But here's the thing. It also streamlines a lot. Uh, because I was able to play through all of the remake of 7 in probably 80 hours. Without feeling like I missed anything from the first time around. Okay. It was They, they dropped stuff like having to backtrack out of a dungeon after beating it. Oh, that's good. They cut down on having to go back and revisit things for no purpose other than to, oh, we dropped this item there, we have to travel all the way back and get it. That's very good. They streamlined the experience a lot. Uh, if you have not played Dragon Quest... Blah, blah, blah. If you have not played Dragon Quest Seven before, but you want to try it, I... Highly recommend doing the 3DS version. Good. I, I could keep talking, but I want you to be able to interject something. I don't. I never beat this one. Okay. I played the like the yeah. PS1 version, but I never beat it because it is exceptionally long. You have to get like 50 hours in the game just to get the job system. Yes, that's that's it's, about when I tapped out. It's the weirdest. That right there, again, as someone who loves job systems. That's the weirdest thing about this game to me, is that you play so much of it, and then they're like, oh yeah, there's also a complicated job system. But then you're already pretty much done with the game at that point. I'm like, I, I experienced Emotionally, it. I gotta, not emotionally, really. Emotionally, yeah. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't love this one. I didn't, I, the character, I didn't, didn't love the characters. Um, that kid that rides the wolf. I just don't remember a lot about it. Uh, I actually, I, I like the game a lot now, especially the remake version. Yeah. Uh, but I love the concept because the concept is, um, so you're a kid living on an island. So it's Animal Crossing. It, it's a small island <laughs> and that island is the entire world. That's it. That's all. It's just endless ocean. I see. And you and your friend, the prince of the island, because this tiny island is a kingdom, discover a shrine. And this shrine sends you back into the past. But when you're sent into the past, you're sent to other countries, which obviously don't exist because the island is the whole world. Sure. The, the short version of the story is essentially there once was an entire world. 
but kingdom by kingdom fell into darkness and was destroyed and sank beneath the waves. And you're able to go back in time to each kingdom to try and prevent it from falling into darkness, and then that kingdom now exists in your present. So you come back from the past, and it's like, hey, a new kingdom just showed right. up off the coast. And for me, that's... First of all, they have to come up with a different way each kingdom fell into darkness, yeah. which is interesting it to is me. an interesting concept, yeah. I, I mean, it is a little bit repetitive in that you know you're going, oh, there's a new kingdom, what's their problem? Okay, let right. me solve it. But that's a lot of Dragon Quest yeah. games. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make that argument for other people's sake, but sure. I, I, I found it very fascinating. It was fun to undo history one piece at a sure. time. Uh, the 3DS version is infinitely better because of it being much more streamlined. Um, one of the things that will always live with me, though, and we're actually going to talk about this in the Grandia review when we film it, so odds are you've heard... You, I don't know if you've heard the Grandia review or not, so this will be a repeat. Sure. I like games that give permanent stat boost items. Okay. Like, oh, here's a berry. If you eat this berry, your attack goes up by two right. forever. I like those except when I spend them on somebody who leaves the party forever. <laughs> because your first companion, one of your first companions, because you've got the bossy girl who believes that boys can't do anything without them. And then you've got, Maribel is her name, and then you've got Cypher, who's the prince. Right. Cypher is a really, like, strong fighter character, and I knew the job system was coming up eventually. So I thought, I'm going to prep him to be, like, the ultimate warrior. Sure. So I was giving him all the stat boost ones that increased strength and, you know, fighting ability. Just wasting them. And then he leaves the party, like, 15 hours in and never returns. Right. And it's like, I just, those were one-time <laughs> use. I, because of this game, I now almost exclusively give those kinds of items to the main character. Yeah. Well, that's what a normal person does. So. I was trying to build my party a specific I way. Uh, anyway, I I really like Track Quest Seven. Is the point? Um, I, I highly recommend the 3DS one. I think the original PlayStation. They were just trying to see what they could get away with. Sure. Yeah. They were like, we have this new technology. Right. How far can we push How it? How big can we make this? And I feel like and they the padded it. Was too big. Yeah. They padded it a bit. Um. So yeah, that, and then of course the end boss is the person who was behind sinking all of the sure. countries into darkness. Absolutely. All right, did you have anything else you wanted to say? No, about this seven? is kind of my this is kind of my uh, blind spot. Okay, because I just played a little bit of the. Well, original you covered and three, and you're going to cover nine, yeah. so I'll cover seven. It's fine. <laughs> uh, although we can talk about eight together. We can. Yeah, eight is the eight is the seven of this series. Dragon Quest so. Eight: Journey of the Cursed King. Yep. Uh, was a big breakout hit for Dragon Quest on both sides. It really um, was. Um, especially, especially in North America, this was the first Dragon Quest that they really enhanced the North American version compared to the Japanese. Um, this is the first Dragon Quest game that had voice acting, but that was only in English. There is oh. no Japanese voice acting uh, for Dragon Quest VIII. It is still all just text-based. But they really... But even with that, um, it just... It was a real spectacle. They really went above and beyond. 
for this game compared to any one that they had done before. And it was uh, it, the and the art, the graphics, and everything were done by Level Five, uh, who was very very uh, prominent at the time, back around two thousand four, two thousand five, for doing like Dark Cloud um, and for doing for having a real distinctive uh, art style. And everything, which I think is still beautiful. It I is. Mean, it's still a gorgeous game. Uh, so I never played the original. I played the 3DS remake. Okay. So, uh, well, no, I touched the original. My my college roommate Daniel had the original, and I, I played it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I played it up to the giant squid. So Fair, almost nothing. Fairly early on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I recruited Jessica. Yeah. That's really the high point of the game. <laughs> that is the high point of the game. No, the characters in this game are a lot of fun. You've got. Yang, okay, Yang I guess we need to start with, you're a palace guard, right? and the evil wizard Duel Magus yes. casts a curse over the castle while you're away picking flowers or something. No, you're in the castle. Oh, it just, it just doesn't affect it you. It doesn't affect you, because you're the special. Of course. The king is turned into Yoda. Yes, he, correct. He, he's turned into a deformed right. troll. And his daughter, the beautiful princess, is turned into a horse. Mm-hmm. Bestiality. So he hooks the princess up to a cart. As and you do. travels the world looking for a cure with you, the only unaffected guardsman, as his companion. Right. You come across Yengis, the mercenary, with a very oigov cockney accent. Well, he's basically a bridge troll. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's a bridge troll and his bridge breaks. And he has nothing else to do. Uh, and then you meet Jessica... Who is the sex symbol of the Dragon Quest she series? One of her. Uh, well, until Jade came along. Well, one of one of her uh, her um, like stat a bit special ability special oh. ability stat trees or whatever like her ability trees is sex appeal. Yes, she learns the hustle hustle ability. Uh-huh. Come on, everybody, hustle hustle! Yep. Where she shakes maracas and does a sexy dance, and everybody gets healed. She does, yeah. and she hits people with a love beam. Yep. Uh, Jade picks up most of these abilities in Eleven, too. And Silvando. Well, yes. They they're equal In Eleven, they're split between Jade and Silvando. Um, and there was also, let's see, Angelo. Angelo is like your priest character. The, the lecherous priest. And they added they added another woman in the remake, and I can't remember. So in the remake, Scarlet Red. Red. Red is Yangus's childhood friend who was a like a story-important character in the original, but she was never playable. And they also have Mori, who is the, uh, he is the owner of the monster arena. Yes. Where you can do monster battles. And again, he was not playable in the original, uh, but is playable in the remake there. Uh, also, of semi-note is the god bird Imperia? Imperia. Because Imperia is a crucial part of the Dragon Quest Heroes games. Mm-hmm. And this is where she comes from. Actually... <laughs> oh god. She comes from Dragon Quest 3. I could never have known that. I know, you never could have known that. Yeah. But there's a bird that you ride in Dragon Quest 3 who they reveal at the end of Dragon Quest 8 is the same bird. Nice. Yeah. Uh so that bird will come back around. Um It's just a good game. It's fairly it's a, great game. It's a fairly straightforward, you know, you you always know where you're going next it's and what the dragon adventures you ride, and you're just going from town to town solving problems. But then then there's like a but then there's another major villain going on in the background um, that you have to take down. 
and then you defeat that villain, and then they reveal that there was another villain that was controlling that villain. I mean, this As is the, this do. is the thing where Dragon Quest can seem repetitive, but they do it in such a loving way. And I just, the, the visual design of the game the is just great. Is beautiful. There's a, there's and we're not just talking about Jessica's cleavage. No. Especially Russ. I'm not, anyway. Um, I'm talking about Yangus's cleavage. No. <laughs> yeah. Yas queen. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it just, it's just, it's beautiful. And it's, it's, it's the first game that really showed how you can like stay true to your roots. But still then, innovate. But then still innovate at the same time. Which brings us to Dragon Quest Nine, Sentinels of the... Well, before we go on to Nine, I guess. Uh, if you want to get into the newer style, eight, Eight's a good starting point. Eight is a good... Eight is... Uh, either on the PS2 or the 3DS version, both of them are good. Yeah. Uh, the 3DS version's a little bit more streamlined. Yeah, 3DS version has some... Like, like one thing, for example. Quality of life improvements. Yeah, in the original, you as you put different points into your skill tree, they you were just doing it blind. You had no idea what skills you would learn or how many points it would take to learn those skills. And, like, they fixed that in the DS version that you can see a list of all the skills you're going to learn and how many points you need to do all that. So it's just better character planning and just quality of life things. So, uh, 8 is fantastic. It is the Final Fantasy VII of... It really is. Yeah. Except... Except it's good. I, yeah. I was going to say, uh, Russ and I are both of the opinion that Final Fantasy VII does not deserve the reputation it has. Dragon Quest VIII does deserve the reputation it has. Yes, that's true. Maybe it's the Final Fantasy VI of the Dragon Quest series? Maybe, yeah. I can see that. Um, so anyway, that's, we'll move on to Dragon Quest IX Sentinels of the Starry Skies. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk about what little I know, yeah. and then let Russ take it away, okay. because... I've played all of five minutes of it. Okay. Uh, I plan to get around to it eventually. Uh, my understanding is this game is particularly unique in that all of your party members are created by you. They're fully customizable. Mm -hmm. You build all of your party right. members. I didn't realize you did that in 3, so now it's yeah, a little less it's, special. It's, it's funny that you haven't played 3 and 9, because 9 is kind of like the spiritual successor to 3, specifically. Uh, well... Because you have your main character, who's an angel. angel. And now I'm out. That's all I had. Yeah. I had angel. Main character is an angel, falls from heaven, and then has to recruit a party of three heroes that you just get to create yourself from basically the same classes uh, that you can get from Dragon Quest III. Uh, but you can also design their appearance and things like that. And then you go around and uh, and do what you always do in Dragon Quest, and you go from town to town and you solve everybody's problems. This game won a Guinness World Record for its anonymous communication mode. That actually sounds pretty creepy. I don't know what that means. Uh, actually sounds pretty creepy. I don't really know what it means either because I don't uh, use the... Did not use whatever social functions they had on the yeah, DS. Yeah, it, it had social functions. Yeah. Uh, there is only one version of this game, by the way, right? On the DS, yeah. Yeah, it just exists on That's the DS. the only place you It's can never it. been remade. Um, yeah. It's good. I mean, it's good. It's, um, a lot of people really, really love it. It's not as much my favorite. I do like the character creation and the job system. It does get a more advanced job system than three. You can, um, 
if I'm not mistaken, you can combine jobs. No, that's seven. In this one, there are just advanced jobs. There are different advanced jobs that you can get as you go along. So, um, and it really it really promotes the same thing that three does, where you can you can uh, reclass your characters. So you can start as one class, and then you can reclass to a different class. And you can share abilities between two classes. That's where kind of the combination aspect comes from. So that part of it is really uh, great and deep. The story is not as memorable in this one. This one is kind. Of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Final Fantasy V, where Final Fantasy V had kind of just a generic story. Where the mechanics are better the than the game. The mechanics are better than the story and the characters, um, which is not saying that it's not a great game. It's just it's a different emphasis. Final Fantasy V is also a great game. Final Fantasy V is a great game. Yes, but Final yeah, Fantasy I agree. Is it's terrific. Its, but its plot just, is very generic. You just have kind of four generic characters because you're just supposed to customize them. Um, so yeah, it's really good. There is a really annoying fairy in it. Is his name Tingle? Uh, his name is not Tingle. He is, she is not as annoying as Tingle. Is her name Navi? But no. <laughs> You're just naming all of the annoying fairies. <laughs> yep. I think I'm out though. Or what about what? What was it that that terrible sword thing said in Skyward Sword? I never played Skyward Sword. Oh. Every five minutes, that sword spirit thing was like Link. Wink! Let me tell you how to use a bomb. Wink! 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to stop that now before we lose me... all of our listeners. <laughs> Let me show you. Please stop. Let me show you. I'm begging you. <laughs> um. So that's seven, eight, and nine. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Which are not a trilogy at all. Not a trilogy at all. Uh, after six, Dragon Quest kind of gave up on that trilogy concept. Yeah. Um, in the next video, we will talk very briefly about 10 and 11. Very briefly. And then we'll cover some of the spinoffs. Not all of the spinoffs, because there's millions of them. Many, many spinoffs. But we will talk about uh, Dragon Quest Heroes and Dragon Quest Builders in detail. Mm -hmm. And I'll find out if Russ has played any of the other spinoffs, because I haven't. So, join us for the answer to that mystery yeah. next time. Link! Link!